When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and today I am delighted to be joined by Kevin Graham. You know, Kev, I should have checked before we came live today. It's been almost six years since episode one of A Celtic State of Mind, and on episode one, you and I were, you know, lauding the efforts of a certain Brendan Rogers who was in charge of the club. And we've come a long way since then, haven't we, Kev? A long, long way since then. Definitely. That would have been. Five days for now, the 10th of June would have been the first day that we recorded because that was the day Scotland played England. Um, True, yeah, that's right. Lee Griffiths' probably finest moment in, in the Scotland shirt anyway. Uh, aye, we were, we were wondering how long we... I do remember the conversation. We were actually wondering how long we were going to hold on to Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> that was the conversation that we had at that point. And yes. I just mentioned to you, I just remain, mentioned to you when we came on there, the emergency podcast we had when Rogers walked it, mm-hmm. um, and Neil mm-hmm. Lennon was appointed. Eh? Uh, okay, look, I think I expected, that after six months in the job with Ange, I think I expected this day to come. I didn't expect it to come as early, but it has, and we just need to deal with it. That's it. There's, 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 we, nothing, we there's nothing we can do. And we <laughs> like, deal with it. Yeah, we'll deal with it as a fan base, we'll deal with it as a club, and certainly on a Celtic state of mind, we'll be dealing with it every step of the way as well. We've covered every uh, day, really, of Angie's tenure at Celtic. Uh, not quite every day of Brendan Rodgers' because we came in uh, six years ago, like you quite rightly said, six years ago in June, um, and obviously every day of Neil Lennon's t- second tenure at Celtic Football Club. Um, there's a lot of frustration understandably, and amongst the Celtic support, Kev, because, you know, I was writing earlier on this morning how that cup final where we clinched the treble treble and you and I had been at the double treble together, the Motherwell game, the Marvin Comper game, right? And the memorable Aberdeen performance with Tommy Rogic and the, you know, the lightning and um, all, all of that, Kevin Miles jumping in on the, the photo, photo bombing the, the historic photo. But I remember after the game against Hearts, 2-1, Edward scoring both goals. My walk was from Hamden Park to the Beechwood where I parked my car and news started filtering in that Neil Lennon had been given the job permanently. Obviously, I get into my motor, you fire on the the tranny, you fire on the wireless to, to see the, the confirmation of that story developing on my drive home. And it dampened the mood, Kev. This is what I'm getting at, right? So at this point, we've won eight in a row, we've won a treble treble, we're going for nine in a row. 
And the rug I felt was pulled from under Celtic fans' feet that evening because we weren't able to fully embrace what we had just achieved. Obviously, we enjoyed it. You celebrate the game, you celebrate the win. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know, he's been given a job permanently. I mean, it was already a blow that Brennan Rodgers had walked out the way that he had. And I feel that the the celebrations followed by the news filtering out through all the usual sources have had a similar kind of vein to them this weekend, Kev. It, it did. I, I must admit, it was sort of... The game on Saturday, right, and uh, this is maybe going to sound big-headed or, or arrogant, eh? I reckon it was a game that we couldn't have won. If we had won five or six, no, and everybody was going to say, ah, it's Inverness. If we would have lost, it was going to be the big... It was our own... It, we had more to lose than what we actually had to win on Saturday. So you were already, I was already quite nervous going into the game because surely that was. Then, then during the game, eh, I was sitting with... Uh, guys who between us all we've got about 150 years worth of watching Celtic between us eh? and we started getting very reflective so there's only two there was just two years in no no there was more than two three years there was three years <laughs> right and I says to them and that, that's weird that you mentioned the treble treble because I was sitting next to Vinny the same guy at the treble treble mm-hmm. when when Lennon got the job so maybe it's him maybe he's a maybe he's a conduit of Trebles been bad luck. Uh, anyway, and I says to them, because we're talking about the young team, right? All the young team that go up on our supporters club and all of that now, they've seen nothing but success. Absolutely anything for success. And there was one point, it was just after Jota scored the third. I went like to I went like to Davey and Vinny. I says, see if I this ended the moral, we would still be here, eh? And they went, aye, of course we would. And at that point, I just got a kind of feeling this is this is the end of the cycle. This is the end of what this is. This I was just something about the whole sort of atmosphere round about the game. I mm-hmm. just felt this is that this is the we're rolling the dice again in the summer, and that's where where we are. We are rolling the dice, and and, and even like going walking back to the supporters' coach and all of that. Even that, you were like. You were just going on about, oh, this makes it all worthwhile, eh? Like another treble. I've seen tri- six trebles now, I've seen six. Which is utter, it's utterly astonishing. But then you've always got that wee worry that, I we're going to need to roll the dice again, eh? I, I mm-hmm. love Big Ange. Like, Ken, if, if you were duped by what he says and you take that to heart, then I'm sorry, give me your bank details, eh? It's football's a strange business. There's folk like every single day. And if football is no football is a horrible, horrible business, and that's what it is. It's a it's a business. And look, my take on it was this: the only it, thing it, honest it, about football now, Kev, is the fans. The only thing honest, the only honesty left within all, football is the fans. The only reason that we're a special football club is us. No, me and you, but the whole the whole fan base as a whole. If. Poster Coglu, I mean, Sky Sports have said they know that he's just about to sp- speak with Spurs. He spoke to Spurs. They know, they know what the... This is just gone down to sign the contract, right? If he spoke to Spurs and liked what, liked what he says, right, and liked what he says, they're going to like him, the same as we all liked him, because he's got that sort of aura about him. The big man will, would have went in there and go, well, I can do a job for you. I can do a job for his no problem. And they would have loved what he says. Scottish football and Celtic have nothing to keep them by us. And even right. then, at the end of the day, that's not going to be enough. When they dangle the carrot that we know will be dangled in Aye, front of them. That's There's so much to, to discuss. There's so much to discuss because a lot of people I feel... Uh, feel let down. I've been monitoring social media last night, today, been listening to uh, various radio shows. I'm, I'm watching the Celtic News Now uh, feature coming through with the latest news to see what the update is. I'm looking at the odds. All of these things will be discussed. Um, there is a lot of anguish. There's a lot of frustration. Uh, some might say even anger in relation to this developing. I'm like yourself. 
Uh, I don't think about someone's departure while I'm living in the moment, Kev, but I know that it's going to come eventually at this football club because all the heroes depart. But then you start looking at all the different nuances, everything that's been said over the, the past two years and Ange talking and normalising or trying to get us uh, to the point where we almost expect to uh, lose our heroes. Don't get too close to your heroes. I cheers, Ange. I didn't think we were talking about you. Right. Des Brennan, here we go. I don't mind him going as, as such, but to walk around the park, pump your fist and grab your heart, really, I've seen a lot of comments like this. I've seen a lot of comments around his speech where he name-checked Tommy Burns, for example, um, after we had won the league, uh, saying that it was maybe crass or it didn't mean anything, it was empty words. Um, I guess what that would probably come down to is when this deal started. When, when was the genesis of Ange to Spurs? Now, at this moment in time, Kev, you don't know, neither do I. Very few people will actually know the answer to that. The agent and himself, Celtic maybe, and Spurs will know the answer to that. And um, there's obviously a suggestion that it could have been when there was an announcement by Spurs that Scott Munn would be um, going to the club. Uh, and obviously he has got links having worked with the City Group previously. He knows who Ange Postecoglou is. He's the kind of guy that if he was to go into a team like Spurs, he would really fight Ange's corner. He knows him personally, Kev. He knows what he's capable of. He would fight his corner. Something that might appear as a left field appointment uh, on the face of it when you've got someone like Scotman in your corner uh, fighting your case is going to be completely different, right? So I'm looking at when was that announced? That was the beginning of April. Now, there's no guarantee that that's when Angie's name was in the frame or there was an approach made or any of these things. Then you start looking at, right, Dermot Desmond came to Celtic Park, didn't he? And he was pictured in the in the foyer uh, with his son and with Ange Postacoglu. What was that meeting? Was that a last throw of the dice? Was that us trying to get him stapled down to a longer-term deal so that even if the inevitable happened, we're going to get better compensation? Because that is now coming to the fore as well, Kev. If we lose, who is a prized asset? We're not going to be making the money we did with Brendan Rodgers, are we? Well, no, gone no, and I mean, remember when the pictures came out with Ross and and Dermot Desmond, people were going, "Oh, that's some talking about a war chest. That's some talking about this and that." But then football doesn't doesn't stop to parlay parlay his phrase. No, I'm sure for a fact that Ange Postecoglou was never Spurs' top choice as manager. But after what they've been through. And as soon as they would have spoke to him, he became the top choice. Same as he became your top choice when Eddie Howe decided he couldn't come up without his mates in a Ford Catina. That was that's how these things happen. Postacoglu's had decades trying to get into European football. He gets into European football. He, he does really, really well with us. The next thing you can, you're getting a top six team in England who have been to a Champions League final in the last five years, who this is a first year out of Europe for, I think, over a decade, eh? We can't compete with that, and that sickens me, sicken me to actually say that. That's it. Well, no, that, it but I'm, I'm a realist enough to understand that us singing his name is us singing his name and giving him all the love in the world that we've actually gave him and give, given him the chance and all of that. That's not enough than having to go to Ross County again two times next season. That's not enough having to go to like Batodri play Rangers. So it's Malky McKay's fault. Eh? <laughs> Everything's Malky McKay's fault. <laughs> Listen, Kev, you're right. Fault. We are going to look at the pros and the cons. What um, makes people, not just the money, we know that's the obvious one, what makes uh, big performing players and managers look to, no matter who you are, be that a Kieran that comes through the ranks or an Nancy Postecoglou who, until the day he walked in the building, had no connection to the club whatsoever. What makes uh, the fact that, you know, there's something just down the road there in the EPL um, that, that's such an attractive proposition, not just the money, it's got to be said. And what about the Scottish game um, is always going to hold us back. There's loads of different reasons for it, Kev. And I want to talk about how uh, the people are feeling that are in in the comments section. We're well over 15, heading towards 1,600 strong in the comments. If you want to chat, if you want to discuss um, what's happening today, then subscribe to the channel on the YouTube. Give us a thumbs up also. And I've got mad as a brush. Uh, good afternoon all. What a weekend. And I'm still rough. It's definitely worth it. Um, that's what I was talking about. I just feel the sense that, you know, 
we should have really been celebrating not just yesterday, uh, not just today, but you know, all the way through the summer. That that's the proper, not the bragging rights. Celebrate all the way through the summer. There's something to look forward to. There's a Japanese tour. There's, uh, you know, we're going to be playing games in South Korea. Surely there'll be four or five signings coming into the building, Kev, and then we look ahead to next season. We look ahead to making inroads to the Europe, European scene, and then the rug's being pulled from under our feet. Celtic will need to act fast. This um, uh, move for Ange is going to be imminent. It's probably going to happen in the next 48 hours. Um, and when you look at how it leaves us as fans, I sometimes think, right, we are not the hard-nosed business types. We are not the ones who have sold our souls to broadcasting deals or, um, you know, money, dirty money from, from elsewhere. Kev. We're fans who work, who pay for the tickets, and like you say, um, week in, week out, go through in the supporters' buses. And I think that there's two things here. Firstly, um, and I mentioned this during the week to, to you and the Axom troops, I think as fans, we're always going to be emotional, but I think we need to be a wee bit more ruthless. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's like these people are human beings, right, who are here because they've been offered, I'm talking about Anne specifically, offered the opportunity of his life to get into European football. Right, he's spoken about growing up as a Liverpool fan and all this. Right, get all that. So he sees us as a stepping stone, just like all the plethora of managers and players in the past, Kev, have seen Celtic just as a stepping stone to get to what they really want. And I just think, well, they're ruthless with us. They really are. So Aye. I think we, as a football club and as a fan base, really should be ruthless with them. And what I mean by that is when we, we come to talk about Who's going to replace Ange? And I said last week I didn't want to talk about that. Now it's definitely pertinent to talk about it. How are we going to replace him? Who do we replace him with? I don't think emotion comes into it. I think you become ruthless. You say, who's going to do, out of all the candidate, candidates, who's going to do the best job? And I think you know who I'm talking about because he has been mentioned and we're going to be looking at the odds just now. And by the way, I'm not backing him. I'm not backing him. I'm just saying we need to be ruthless because I just feel we're getting used time and time again as a football club. Um, and by the way, you accept that because you know where we are in, in the great scheme of things, Scottish football. So what are the odds at the moment? Brendan Rodgers, according to Betfair, is now the favourite, Kev. He's now the favourite to take over. He was 13-8 to eight on Sunday. He is now 5-4. to four. You then have... Sorry, I'll run through just a few of these and you can tell me your it, thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. We then have three sitting at 15-2 to two, and the three candidates are Enzo Maresca, Dave Moyes and John Kennedy. We'll talk about that as well because Kennedy's been linked with a move to Spurs. Then we've got another couple, Scott Brown and Stevie Clark at 17-2. to two. And then we've got Knudsen, Neil Lennon, Graham Potter, Jesse Marsh at 14-1. to one. So Kev, that's what the, the odds are at the bookies. Um, we are going to have to speak about what we do next. We've got to see how the board are going to respond to this. What do you feel first and foremost about this um, for us to be a wee bit more ruthless as football fans? We need to be a bit more ruthless as football fans, but we will only be. I, I can guarantee you that. I mean, I've got, uh, Davey, I was sitting next to the football and has already messaged me this morning saying that he's feeling that he's been duped and that. And I messaged mm. him back and said, I'll give you two weeks. Then you'll be gone. Hey, this guy, this boy, the next guy that walks in and says he had Celtic because he's a team in 1975. Oh, be actually gone mental again. Aye, that's what we need. That's what we need. Cause that's Who what did you have? Huh? You had Duplicar you had Ducler Prague away, didn't you? No, no, I did have a Celtic. I did have a Celtic team, but I also did have a Liverpool side because it was the early eighties, and then Liverpool were European champions. And did a few of them have moustaches like and perms and with that? With the and that, aye. Uh, and Brazil seventy. You always have to have a Brazil seventy team, eh? mm-hmm. um, but that's what we are as fans. And this is how we all talk about fans owning football clubs. And sometimes fans can't own a football club because of that emotion. We appointed Neil Lennon because of emotion. We hung on to Neil Lennon because of emotion. Or the board did. That was the first mm-hmm. time the board probably didn't get a business he didn't go like that. By the way, wait a minute, this is not going to this is not going to fathom and they get in there and we all know what happened there, eh? And you, you hope that they did that they've got a bit more business sense this time. I mean, there's no point, there's no point me saying who I want, but I will say who I'm going to ask you anyway. that list. 
Are you going to ask me anyway? But hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It doesn't matter what me and you say. It doesn't matter what the fifteen hundred. It doesn't matter what the seventeen hundred and forty-seven and <laughs> that are actually watching us at this precise moment in time actually want. We haven't. We haven't. We didn't make that decision. And this is. It's in. It's in the hands of guys that we hope get it right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is yeah. and that is a, that is a worrying thing. That is a really, really worrying thing. And this is this this is this is a massive, massive test to see if we've learned for the new Lennon debacle. Right. This right. is a you, massive, you said massive test. Well, right. Really interesting. You used the word worrying, right? Because we're talking about Celtic board now, and it's worrying that all the eggs are in their basket, Kev. And it doesn't matter what we say, and it doesn't matter what polls are run. It doesn't matter. They will make the decision anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's rewind, because this is something that I was writing about this morning. Let's rewind to Ange Postacoglu getting the job. Now, what actually happened here was Eddie Howe's deal fell um, you know, through the trapdoor, and he decided it wasn't going to happen. And Celtic were, at that point, Kev, they were so determined, so determined. I'll give you the date. It was the 28th of May, 2021. And the Celtic PR machine was so determined to make everybody believe that we hadn't put all our eggs in the one basket, that the fan media were informed there was a second candidate and the candidate had been there through the process, Kev. It wasn't just Eddie Howe. There was two candidates in the the race. Eddie Howe's horse had fallen. There was now one candidate in the race. That was the line that was sold to us, Kev. You'll remember it, because obviously I shared this information mm-hmm. with everybody in the Axon team. That's what we were told. So you're thinking, right, I wonder who this is. The name of Ange Postacoglu started to uh, be mentioned, and of course it was Ange. You've seen him flying in. By that time, the new CEO had started early, Don McKay, welcome to the club. But let's have a look at the timeline, though. Because on the 28th of May, 2021, that is when the Eddie Howe deal collapsed. Not too long ago, Ange was talking about the offer he had had or the uh, job he was in for at AEK Athens. And he said AEK was a possibility almost at the same time as Celtic. It was a sliding doors moment at that time of the year. Clubs are looking for managers and we got really close. They went another way. And literally, that's the important word, a day after I got a call from Peter Lowell. So who did they appoint at that time? They appointed Vladan Milijevic. And they appointed him on the 27th of May, 2021. So the phone call from Peter Lowell happened on the 28th of May, 2021, which was the day the Eddie Howe deal collapsed. So there was all obviously a narrative that was they were trying to put out there, Kev, that we had two candidates all along, right? One of them had fallen, and we go with the second one. But if you want to look at the actual timeline, if you believe what I said on that day regarding AEK Athens, the timeline would suggest we only had one candidate. And then there's the suggestion that, okay, we were basically left up the creek without a paddle, Kev, at that stage. He's spoken to his contacts because we know his son was working at the City Group. And um, Ange Postacoglu's name has been thrown into the mix. We've given him a phone call. He's taken a job 14 days later. That is the timeline. And that is why it is a worry that the board are now thrown into a situation, Kev, where probably unexpectedly we're going to be without a manager very, very soon. What did you make of all that? Because obviously Ange came in and he was a roving success, so you don't really look at the intricacies of it if things are going well. We've spoken about that before. You know, success masks a million deficiencies, doesn't it? So what what do you make of that? It doesn't surprise you, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that we rolled the dice and got lucky. Because that's what we did with Posta Coglu. We got absolutely lucky with Posta Coglu. I'm really hoping this time that the board have maybe got their 
done their due diligence. As you say, maybe Dermot Desmond walked away after meeting Poster Coggle and they're sitting a foot here. I'm go- we're going to need to start looking for like a, con- a contingency plan. Anyway, it's going to happen. But how, 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 look, if you tell a lie often enough, it becomes fact, right? And Celtic have been brilliant at doing that over the last 20 years. Look, we can't say that Celtic haven't been great over the last 20 years. We can't actually say that they've got a lot of things wrong. But the major thing that they did get wrong was going into the 10 season, where obviously you've got COVID and stuff like that. But the seeds of that were sown when they brought back Neil. And it's... That's what I'm worried about. I'm not. I'm not slagging the board. They haven't became enemy number one. We are now in a complete and utterly difficult situation, where our happiness <laughs> it is our happiness. Let's not let's not beat about the bush here. It is our happiness is in the hands of guys that we have no control over. How many mm. times has Dermot Desmond tried to appoint Roy Keane? Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it could. I mean, like, I could at least twice. Here, right, who, it was at least, at least twice. twice. At least twice. We didn't care what they're thinking. We didn't care what they're apart part kid they're talking about. We, do you we, think we they know. are? We don't know what's do going think, on. Do you think they're talking about Brennan Rogers? My rule is never go back. Mm-hmm. Never go back. And I think Rogers understand why they would look at Rogers. I really do. Um, but but why not go back, Kev? Is that, is that emotional? Long... Don't go back because of the the way it ended. Is that is this is what I'm talking about with the ruthlessness? You know, it, it, the candidates that I, I ran through there, and I know some people like the Bodo Glint manager, right? Um, out the candidates, who is actually the best manager, the best coach out of the candidates that I mentioned? They're no my candidates. They're the names that are being put out there by the betting companies. Um, and the odds have been decided upon. I mean, if, if the one, you take the, the emotion jump, out, out, out of it, who's the best coach? The one that would jump out to me is the Bodo Glunt manager. And I don't think that would be too big a change to what Poster Coglu's already brought in mm-hmm. because of his background. But then because we've been basically left in the lurch, you might see them go back to Rogers because if you look at, if you do look at that, um, list mm. Rogers is a standout name on that list like he was when, when we appointed him the first time around he is a standout yep. name on that list I've maybe got a bit of a problem with the way that he left but the man won us and we've got an invincible treble under him and I can't I don't know I don't know what the relationship like Behind the scenes with them, eh? It's probably not as fraught as what we would hope that we would want want it to be. But the only one that jumps out of that list to me that wouldn't be a massive upheaval is, is was it Nudson? Is it Nudson? That's how you say it. That, that's See the thing. Eh, that that's that's the one that jumps out to me at fourteen to one, and I'm like that. If I was a betting man, I'm going. That's the one that would jump out to me because we can't just rip this all up and start again because. We are we've we've signed players to play a certain way, and if, mm. if, if you if you're if you're bringing in if you're bringing in Davey Moyes, I mean he's got a team of nightclub bouncers. That's his West Ham team. We are not a David Moyes team. We are not a Steve Clark team. We're maybe a Jesse Marsh team. This is the way that I've, I'm, I'm no I'm not 100 sure about that. But the one that jumps out to me after seeing Bodo Glynn absolutely tan us our two legs and the way that they played, I think that would be. A, a smoother transition than anybody else on the on the list. If anyone had said to me just seven days ago that next Monday, Paul, you will genuinely be looking at Brendan Rogers as a candidate to replace Ange Postacoglu, I wouldn't have believed them. Um, what what do you think about the fact that okay, we win this incredible you know, eighth treble, world record eighth treble, Kevin? Like you say, I'm of the same era as you. Um, I've been there since uh, the, the the first one being the Martin O'Neill season, of course. Mm-hmm. And we've not really had the time to really just enjoy it all over the summer and all this kind of stuff, and that's fine. Before they bought our, t- our season tickets, the deadline was quite stringently um, stated that it would not be 
extended, Kev. So that's done. You then get a you then get an email from the club, don't you, on the night of the Scottish Cup win. And it's a thank you email from supposedly from Ange. Um, it's as genuine as the programme notes used to be back in the day, written by the gaffer, probably uh, written by somebody at the Celtic View. You get that. How you how are you feeling as a fan? Do you feel a bit mugged off like you're saying your mate does? Do you do you feel at times like this that the communication has to be better? And I know obviously it's very tricky when negotiations are ongoing, but the Celtic fans are getting built into a bit of a frenzy from what from what I can see. Uh and when the when the silence uh comes from from the, the, the club, that's when somebody gets wished a happy birthday, we're all going to melt meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> it is Kieran Tierney's birthday ha- today, by the way. <laughs> happy birthday, about, happy birthday, Katie. Do you want to be a manager? <laughs> um, when the club wish him a happy birthday, I'm just just look at the comment section underneath. I don't know if they already have, incidentally. Aye, uh, it's there's certain things that you'll never get told as a football fan, and if you get yourself really, really annoyed about them, then football's not really the game for you, is it? There's too much money involved. There's too much things going on in the background. You didn't That's why the Celtic fan media is absolutely massive. That's why you've got rumour mills. That's why you've got rumour pages and that. Because nobody has a clue what's going on behind the doors. Somebody no, will come out right. and tell you one thing. Somebody will come out and tell you the other thing. So, if Celtic did know, by the way, we'll maybe need to get need to get this money in quick before this actually happens, then that's despicable. But we can on, we can only like. Uh, hypothesize about that. We didn't care if it's true or not. Could be an I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy it. But, I'm not saying that at all. But I just feel that you know this is all coming at that time. It's a timing of it, Kev. You know, it's a timing of us fans are always there. But means, you know that we're not I'm sure if I went, any information. I'm I'm sure if I went back. Long enough, I could get a connection to Celtic having an early season ticket deadline right back to the, the Kennedy assassination. If he wanted me to go to my conspiracy theory links and all, all that, I, I, I think we're just looking everywhere at the moment because we're going, where do we go next? And I think there's a lot of panic and a, an awful lot of. We just need to sit back and go, this is where we are. And football, in football, we can't control anything. The only thing we can control is if we turn up and how much of an emotional investment that we actually put, actually go in. And you can't tell me, even though Postacoglu, even if the season tickets were still out, it doesn't matter who would come in, we're still going to sell out next season because that's what yeah. makes this club absolutely special. And it's sometimes our downfall. It is sometimes our downfall, but it's I can't control it. I mean, I, I'm going. To, I, I, I quite fancy the Bodo Glunt guy. The, that the Jesse Marsh side, the Salzburg side, were absolutely fantastic against us. Absolutely brilliant against us. Again, the TB much a change coming in. But I could say I wanted Roy Race as the manager. The, the, the board are not going to listen to me. I could say I want Roy Race. I want. I want bloody but hot shot we'll Hamish. Discuss it. We will still discuss it. Aye, hot shot Hamish it, and mighty mouse. Yeah, now you're talking my language. They were talking the language. Obviously, everybody becomes body language experts, Kev. Everybody becomes lip reading experts. We've seen all that over the last couple of weeks. Um, but Ange was using language after the game. He was using words like selfish, just to go away and be selfish. And people felt that that was basically him just saying, "I'm not going to talk about anything other than the victory." Well, do you see it as selfish? what he is doing as we speak right now. He could well be down in London discussing his deal. Do you see it as selfish? Do you just see it as part and parcel of the game he's in? Of course it's selfish. He's got to look after himself. Of course it's selfish, but he's in a game which is really, really selfish, mm-hmm. which where you're selfish will earn you quite a bit of money. And he's just looking at... It's took him so long to get into European football. So long to get into European football. And this chance is new. We gave him the chance of a lifetime. And new Spurs have gave him a bigger chance of a lifetime. Eh? And there's not a thing we can actually do, do about it. Of course it's selfish. But that I don't think... In the football world, being selfish is a bad trait. Because I think everybody's selfish in some some form of way. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not having a go at him being a selfish decision. Any decision that you're making, it's to do with you and your family. You've got to be selfish. 
And yeah. Yeah, you do. So, so uh, for folk, if, if somebody wants to actually cast that up at them, I'm going, no, it's, I think you're too far off the mark there. No, I, of course, it was a selfish decision, but any decision we make is selfish. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You um, said earlier on about being left in the lurch, and we were left in the lurch, Kev, obviously when Brennan Rodgers left the way that he did. And I think that knee-jerk kind of reaction of the Celtic board at that time was uh, they were almost in kind of like defensive mode and they went for something that they knew. And that's why Neil Lennon ended up in the door. And and at the time, I, I understand why they did that. I think the, the biggest error was the permanent nature of the job at the end of the campaign. However, that might have been something that they had promised Neil Lennon when he was given the job temporarily, if he was able to conclude the season with a treble. Um, and I feel that at the moment, although it shouldn't have happened, because as was said there, if you want to do, do the timeline, Scott Munn goes to Spurs at the beginning of April. He's probably identified Ange Postacoglu as a front runner because they've lost Conte in the March, haven't they? Um, and if that's then happened, when have the discussions taken place? At what point has our club then started realising, like you said earlier on, they've come away and said, we're going to lose him. We need to start putting things in place to replace him. And you hope that we're not going to be left in the lurch, Kev, because, you know, this summer's going to disappear in the blink of an eye and we're going to have competitive games again before you know it. And what you do want is you want a manager in place um, who's going to have a say in the recruitment because we've seen how that movie plays out if you don't have a say in the recruitment. And just a matter of weeks ago, Andrew was talking about us having identified players for the summer recruitment drive. So there's all these things to consider. You don't want it to be knee-jerk because what can happen is you can make the wrong decision. Um, by the way, you can also make the right decision because the Angeboss, the Cogley one, as we described at the beginning of the show, Kev, it was knee-jerk in that we lost out on Eddie Howe. We had to get someone in the building. We'd gone so far down the line with Eddie Howe, we'd left ourselves completely exposed um, as a football club, and that shouldn't have happened. just so happened that uh, what we did bring to the club was a, a huge success. Um, and that's my concern, whether or not this has come as a surprise because I know you were at the game at the weekend. I didn't have a ticket. And when you looked at Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell sitting in the stand, Kev, they knew trouble was was afoot. They were looking on a generational uh, event taking place in front of their eyes in terms of Celtic winning a world record eighth treble. And they couldn't have looked unhappier. They knew, obviously, what was going on in the background, didn't they? Um, and you just hope that they do have something in place and it's not going to be knee jerk now I've mentioned Ben Rogers because he's currently the favourite uh, to take over at Celtic once the inevitable happens with Ange Postacoglu would you rather us do something on more of a left field scale, I know by your very nature Kev you'd go for the left field like you do, that. it's not by the way, no. I'm not criticising you for that because when it comes to art and culture I get that but this this is a wee bit different I think when have we ever gone left field? We went left field with Ronnie Dyler. We went left field with Ange. Vim Janssen? Was that left field? Mm-hmm. Janssen, aye, Janssen as Janssen. well was left Vengloss, field. Vengloss. Vengloss. Yeah. Um, do we do that again? Do we go left field again? Or do you see a case of Peter Lobo getting back to the City group again? Listen, it served him well the last time. What do we have? Give me a short list. How do you think he's going to play this? All right, let's get my cynical one. I want, I want the left field. I think the Norwegian guy um, Nudson is left field, and I think he's a perfect fit for where we are as a football club at this precise moment in time. Um, I, I'm, I'm maybe coming a bit more run to Jesse Marsh, even though he made a kind of which is. At, at Leeds, but Leeds went doing anyway. They're a bit of a, I mean, Leeds United. They appointed Sam Allardyce. Come on. I mean, you deserve what you get if you appoint Sam Allardyce. But I think when you look at what he'd done with Salzburg and he was part of the Red Bull group and that as well, which always, always like promote, always have managers who play a certain way. Um, my first thought was, 
I'm sure Mark Lowell was on the phone to this was on was was tapping into the City Group's database two weeks ago, going, right, who's the upcoming coaches that you're watching? Because it's worked well for us before. And 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 it would and it wouldn't surprise me if we get a name that we do not know. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever that somebody is working within the city group at this precise moment in time. Like Posta Coglu. I mean, the only reason that we found out was about Posta Coglu was through Mark Wall. Ah, you need to keep an eye on this this boy da when mm. him and Peter went for like chippies on Trun Beach and that, eh? Or oh, this guy in this this guy in Japan's fantastic die. You need to keep an eye on him if Eddie Howe does the dirty on you. Uh, but it's, it's it's difficult. It's really difficult for me to actually get completely worked up about it because I'm not going to have any say in it whatsoever. And I want them to have a left field, but I, but in the pit of my stomach, the new I think we're going to have another city group production, or right, okay, or Brendan Rodgers. It's oh, but it's what, but it's what, but it's what. I'm, I'm going to go back to this point about um, having a team, right? A team that specifically was assembled to perform a specific role, okay? And I, I get that, I totally get it, right? Because in the past, there's been a scattergun approach to a recruitment, Kev. We were bringing in a lot of players, and we keep all the good ones and, and uh, all the other ones uh, depart, and then the really, really good ones leave for good money. But this time round, it was very much like we were buying specific players because of their assets and, and bringing mm-hmm. them to the club and making them play a certain way. How rigid is that, though? Because these are all quality players. I'd say they're all quality players. Um, and I'm sure Ange Postacoglu's recruitment will be looked at uh, and scrutinised in, in the coming days and months in relation to how good his kind of like second um, season signings were compared to his first. However, how rigid is it if you've got a quality group of players and we undoubtedly have a quality group, I would say, of maybe 15 or 16 players, Kev, um, that if a manager comes in, they don't want to play with inverted full-backs. They, do, they don't want to play the same kind of style, same kind of tempo, although the tempo thing seems to be a modern um, attribute to most uh, forward-thinking managers, so I wouldn't expect that to change. Uh, do you see that as being an issue, if it's going to be a completely different look to the team? Because, listen, Kyogo's a quality player. Matt O'Reilly's a quality player. They, they can adapt to fit another management style, surely? You would hope so. I mean, as Callum McGregor says after the game on um, Saturday that, that professional football players have got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at McGregor when he goes and plays for Scotland. He doesn't do the same job for Scotland. Steve Clark doesn't tell him to do the same job for Scotland as what Ange Postacoglu tells him to do for Celtic. Same with the fullbacks. Greg Taylor doesn't get told to do the same job for Scotland is what he does with Celtic. If you look at the two fullbacks, Taylor has been tailor made, if you pardon that pun, for going into for playing that inverted fullback role. I don't think Alistair Johnson is as good as that, but Johnson's got better ability to go out wide and more defensive. So that there, there, there is a difference there. Aye, every manager is going to have the same idea, but have their own idea, but the philosophy of high press attacking football can be lost. We've built a team that's there. We've built a team that's to the, for the high press. We've built a team that's an attacking side. We just can't rip that up when trying to appoint another manager. And we can't get another manager to come in to try to adapt to that. It's got to be somebody that really, really believes in that philosophy. And there is candidates out there that can do that. And I just hope in the name of own Arts Deacon that the, the board are thinking the same way as me. He's not on the odds list, is he? Um, Peter Colliero, yes. Scott Munn, the, the point with Scott Munn is that he had been working with the City Group and um, so would have been aware of Ange, who he knows personally. So he's not mm-hmm. perhaps worked directly with him. Um, but it is, a, it is a link. And he joined Tottenham Hotspurs at the beginning of April. Ange Postecoglou probably wouldn't fit the mould of any of the six managers in the last 10 years that Spurs have had. So he has now been viewed as a left-field appointment. As soon as I got into the studio this morning, Kev, I had the radio on listening to the reaction of the Spurs fans. And I'll tell you what, if you thought that he got a lukewarm reaction when he came to Celtic, you should be hearing the Spurs fans. They're up in arms. They're protesting. 
I, I've just received a, an email from a certain Spurs website. And in the first paragraph, uh, Les Patterson is mentioned in Crocodile Dundee. Where have we seen this movie playing out before? Um, Patrick yes. McLaughlin, this is very much how I felt when, when Janssen left. I mentioned the uh, the flatness of the treble-treble win after the announcement, Kev. I think you could go back to the Vim Janssen uh, stop in the tent and within days we'd, left, we'd lost our manager. What I would say, though, we went in a, something of a tailspin. You and I have a, a, an appreciation of Joe Wengloss, Kev. We've spoken mm-hmm. about it a lot. A lot. Uh, but in terms of where the club went after that one single title win, to Martin O'Neill, you know there was there was a period of time there where we were kind of rudderless, and it's so important that we get the next appointment right when that day happens. It's going to happen this week, it would appear. Now, Kev, for many many weeks, I've been talking about protecting your assets. Now, I pointed out everybody knows we got nine million quid when Brendan Rodgers left the club. Um, it was the third, I think it's now the fourth highest compensation package ever in world football for a manager when he went to Leicester City. And the reason we got such a deal was due to the fact that we had initially employed him on a 12-month rolling deal, which we do, uh, but then he was uh, given a new deal, which was a four-year deal. He was into that four-year deal, and that's the reason we got such um, an amount of compensation when he finally left. We've been talking about protecting our asset. It's not as simple as that, though. Because obviously, when someone's on a 12-month rolling deal, they need to agree to to sign something more long-term. And I guess that, you know, you can't go to Ange Postacoglu at the time of that meeting when Dermot Desmond was at Celtic Park, when we're heading towards a treble and things are going really well, and there's maybe at that point a hint of interest and there's maybe even discussions ongoing and say, would you sign a contract now? It's about being a football club who's ahead of the curve, Kev. At what point do you offer him that deal? I would say after season one, after winning the double. I mean, he's spoken about exceeding expectations at that stage. Surely at that point, the club should have been pushing to to get him under a, a longer-term deal, protect your asset. Who, who's to say that they weren't? Who's to say that they didn't offer him? Do you want to sign a longer-term deal? Or him or his agent, and his agent would no, we're quite happy with the way it is. I mean, we, we don't know what's actually happened behind, behind the scenes there, but... I'm sure uh, Dermot Desmond's probably fuming that we are going to get some compensation, but it's not going to be the Rogers level of compensation that we're that we're going to get, because um, but and and that will be disappointing to them. Whereas me, as a supporter, as a fan, I'm just disappointed to be losing a manager who mm. has gave us great success, who I wanted to see him get another year in Europe, because eh? that's what I want. I want Europe. I, I mean. Aye, it was great winning another treble and, and all that. And I, I want the board to have that ambition that if you prepare for Europe, the Scottish league will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. It will, it will, uh, it will, uh, it will take care of itself. Eh? So I want, I want us to think about that. I, I want us to, but as I say, it doesn't matter what I want them to think about. They'll have their own ideas when they're sitting in there, don't they? Yeah, they, they will. They, Kev. They, 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 they've, they've probably they've probably got phone call. They've probably made phone calls. There's probably names getting kicked about that we didn't can, and and that's uh, it's quite it's not exciting. It is exciting and it's not exciting. It's at the same time it's like it's like we're actually going up the hill on a roller coaster, then, and we're just waiting on the drop. And when that drop comes, eh, that's when things will get interesting. I feel more like, as I say before, I've just eaten my candy floss and, and half a gallon of fizzy juice and I'm now on the waltzers, mate. Never mind the roller coaster. And every time you see the guy coming up, you're praying that he doesn't spin you, but you're spinning around. That's where I am. Charlie Mack, go get Bodo Glimp manager. They play the way we try to get. And they did it very, very well against us. I think they actually mm-hmm. beat us with ease over the two legs. Um, Pete McGee, the faces on them, PJD, they were chewing wash for talking, of course, about Dermot Desmond and uh, Peter Lowell. Peter Lowell was on his phone uh, looking pretty. He wasn't looking very enamoured. They were more like um, Statler and Waldorf sitting there watching Celtic uh, win a world record treble. But Kev, it is important to discuss what well, you see for... Well, um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Peter Wall was maybe blocking a couple of agents' numbers 
<laughs> like, so he didn't they get any phone calls for them. Or um, unblocking them, probably. Or unblocking um, them, aye. Yeah, but it is, it is important to get the views of the Celtic support, and that's what we want to do today. So so keep them coming um, on, in the comments section. We're actually over 2,000 strong on the, on the live feed at the moment. And if you like what we do on a Celtic state of mind, give us a big thumbs up on the uh, YouTube video and also subscribe to the channel. We're going to be with another ex-Celtic manager. I can say that now. Uh, yesterday it slipped out. A wee, uh, a wee slip yesterday. I spoke about an ex-Celtic manager when I was talking about Ange. He's not at the door yet, uh, but Gordon Strachan will be joining us at the end of the month uh, in about three and a half weeks' time, live on the stage. Some tickets available and the ticket link is underneath. I love Gordon Strachan's chat, but I've even seen him on lists and I've seen Martin O'Neill on lists. These guys, that that isn't forward thinking, Kev. We need to have um, you know, a list of people who is, you know, for me, you've got to have people who are solid. Let's be honest here, solid in terms of their results coaches um, and then you're going to have left field appointments that you have to explore a wee bit further but we can't just go back to the same well and, and it be the same names time and time again but also at the same time I've heard a, a huge amount of Spurs fans who are unhappy with Angie's appointment. We were talking earlier about the pros and cons of uh, taking a job down south and you've got the you've got the obvious ones the finances that are that are at play in the EPL Kev you know, we just can't compete. Everybody knows that. They just, we just can't compete with it. But you've got to try and balance that up and say, right, Ange Porsicoglu is on a trajectory at the moment. He's on a trajectory and that, as you say, he always had this ambition to get to Europe. He's won trophies, you know, in three different continents. He's managed his country to the World Cup finals. His achievements are incredible and he is on an upward trajectory. Um, so I think that if he's got this ambition to go to the English Premiership, that's all fair and well, but you've got to choose really, really wisely because of the fact that there's such a, turn, a turnover when it comes um, it comes to uh, the last 10 years, six managers in 10 years. You know, and Pochettino was there for five of those 10 years, Kev. Mm -hmm. And he must be looking at that thinking, well, I got a bit of flack. He got a bit of flack for losing three away games it's, you know, when he came to Celtic. Um, and people were looking at him. He's spoken recently about him being something of a joke figure when he came to Celtic. Now, Celtic are a massive club in the Scottish League, but the EPL is a huge league. I mean, the, the level of scrutiny that you're under in that, that division. Um, he's going to go to a club at the moment who are not doing that well, Kev. They're not in Europe. And, they've, you know, as you say, they've been in Europe for, I don't know for sure, but certainly in the last 10, uh, 11 seasons ago, they were in a Europa League quarterfinal. I mean, they've been in Europe probably the last 12, 15 years. They're not in European competition. They stand to lose their star man. And he's walking into that. And, and it's a proper rebuild that he needs to do. Um, do you get a chance to do that in the EPL? Do you get a chance to rebuild the football team? But that suits him. Eh? The big man will back himself, eh? He'll back himself. He'll back, he'll back himself to turn that round. And he will, if he's... You just have to, I mean, you look at the rebuild that he had with us. Yes, it's a bigger league and it's a, a, a lot harder league, but he can go for a better class of player. Like, down there, right away. They'll actually fit his system. And, I mean, what, what, what's what's going to be success for Spurs next season? Back into Europe. Top four again. Maybe maybe a league cup. Or, I mean, if, if he wins anything with them, he's going to put a statue of him next to Bill Nicholson's statue on, on the Seven Sisters Road with a wee chicken badge. I mean, that's like, that's what will happen. Look, the big fellow of Barkham Selly turned it round and fought him and his agent and the, the football agents that he worked with. He knew goes into a completely different market of transfer targets than the ones that he was with us a complete and utter different market and he will be working with a better quality of player right away. He'll only be working with Luke Shaw. He'll only be working with Oragide or whatever his name was. He will, I mean, so... It was Liam Shaw. We never had Luke Shaw. It was Liam Shaw. Liam Shaw, Liam Shaw. See, I mean, maybe they boys will come back now. They're looking forward to pre-season, oh, eh? No. Pre-season no, 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 under no. Davey Moyes, a six-foot-two a six fullback. There you go. Magic. No. 
No, I don't. I don't think we tear it up and start again. Uh, but there, there are undoubted pros. Jim last week says there are no cons. I think when you go to a club uh, who are trigger happy when it comes to gaffers, um, I think that in itself is something to, to, to walk into with trepidation. The fan hostility that he's facing won't bother him in the slightest. The fact that he was the second or even third choice won't bother him in the slightest, but I'm going to ask the question, Kevin, right? Because it is going to inevitably be announced at some point this week. Will Lance Postacoglu do well at Spurs? We can't answer that. I'm asking you the question. But Will he do well? We can't we, we, we can, we can answer that. We don't know. Um, did well, you Jose don't know Mourinho, the answer to most questions. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Did Jose Mourinho do well at Spurs? No. Did Conte do well at Spurs? No. Right. Um, is, there, is, there, is there trouble at Spurs? Yes, from an outsider looking in. But I would back Poster Coggle to be a success anywhere that he goes after what I've seen in the last two years. Mm. And let, let's, not, let's not beat about the bush here because Spurs are a basket case of a club. Even even if he care, even if he like fails there, it's not going to be a slight on him whatsoever. Well, was Brendan Rodgers a success at Leicester in your view? Yes, mm-hmm. because there's this uh, yeah, and he was in he was in the top four three seasons running, I believe. Was it mm-hmm. top four, top uh, six, three three seasons success. running? Aye, it was a success until until the Celtic scenario came up again when they wouldn't give him money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you then see that filtering in his press conferences. He starts blaming everybody mm-hmm. else for the, the players not coming in. Right, I'm now going to ask you the question. There's going to be a reaction this week, Kev, that I've already started seeing a reaction with regards to Ange Postacoglu leaving Celtic. We had some great times under Brennan Rodgers uh, as a fan base. Phenomenal times, you know. And uh, obviously when it ended, things went sour. There's a viral video clip. Most of you will have seen it where he's talking about one day he would come back to Celtic. Why are we talking about Brendan Rodgers? Well, he's he's the shortest odds. He's a favourite at the moment to replace a gaffer who hasn't left yet. But the legacy of Rodgers was tainted. Safe to say, Kev, it was tainted by, by the manner in which he left the club. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff online, and I don't agree with it, by the way. What is the legacy of Ange Postacoglu? when he leaves, inevitably, when that announcement is made this week? What's his legacy? He's a treble-winning manager. He's brought us such success in the last two years. And I, I, I'm, I'm no like... I can't everybody's looking in, in his words and all of that. I'm, I'm maybe just going to set myself up for a fall here, eh? but I'm going to say anyway. I, I believe all the, all the bad thumping and all of that. We gave him his chance in Europe and he's forever going to be uh, forever thankful to Celtic Football Club for that. We may be the greatest club that he ever manages. We may still be that greatest club that he'll ever manage. I reckon he's always going to have a soft spot for Celtic and for us, I'm always going to have a soft spot for Ange Postacoglu because look at the fun that he's gave us over the last two seasons. Domestically, mm. anyway, but I wanted to see him have another, have another, <laughs> have another crack at Europe, and this is where I'm, 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 I'm mere thinking now. The next guy that comes in need to do well in Europe, pal. But then McGee, and all, but then we're bringing in a new guy, and right away we've got an excuse for us getting pumped in the Champions League again. Aye, we need to give him time. Well, haven't they won a European market game for, I know. for for twenty year, twenty year? I know it, it kind of resets that cycle again. I'm going to bring this up. No, no, to have a, a go at Scott. It's just that this is the type of comments that I'm seeing. Um, and Scott, you're a regular contributor. Scott, how welcome to the show. Uh, human greed always wins in the end. No loyalty. That's the type of comment I'm talking about, Kev. So he's being accused Ange of being greedy, not having loyalty. Uh, what I would counter that by saying is that. He's not promised anything that he hasn't delivered, Kev. Right? He's not. He's not promised anything he hasn't delivered. And we said it earlier on. If indeed the the um, conversation was had between the powers that be at Celtic and Ange Postecoglou that he needs or we wanted him to sign a new improved deal, and he's knocked it back, then he's not promised anything he's not delivered. He's not signed a four year no. deal because if you sign a four year deal, you're saying I want to be with you guys for four years. He's not done that. And I know how our own contract works. Every day you're employed for the next year. But 
the time comes when an offer is made because you've been a success. And then obviously we uh, will try and stand in his way. We've obviously given them permission to go and speak to Spurs now and the deal will be done. But this is what I'm talking about with legacy. There's a lot of people I'm hearing on social media in particular, but in the comments as well, uh, who are of the view that the like la- the legacy is tainted, Kev. The legacy is tainted. I don't I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that either. I don't agree with that either. What he's done was he's been offered an opportunity in his lifetime. Like we offered him it. And I've said and I says that about ten minutes ago. And that comment is right. We we, we owe him nothing. He owes us nothing. We, we we owe him nothing. That's it. That's the bottom line. What he's done in the last couple of weeks is like when you're going out and you tell your wife that you're only going out for one pint. Then you end up rocking him at you end up rock, rocking him at the shutting time, and you yeah, you've, no, well. you've no return to those days of you since you no, started I have not, taking I have the not, swally no. again. <laughs> no, no, but that's that's what it is. He knows full well that he's going to be out to shutting time, but he tells the missus and the wains, oh, "I'll be back. I'll bring you back a chippy at nine o'clock," and he's got no danger that he's going to do it. That's that's all he's done, but he's done it in a football term. There, so that, that's the way I see it. Good luck. Here's the other end of it. He's at the end of it. He owes Celtic nothing. He came, he conquered. I wish him all the best. He stayed till the end of the season, which is admirable. He's not done anything. Um, he's he's delivered everything that he came to deliver, I think. You were talking about Europe. Yeah, and he even, you know, let's, let's not forget, we went toe-to-toe with Real Madrid for 60 minutes. That's turning into a cliche as well. Um, but we did. We absolutely did. So, you know, with regards to what Ange Postecoglou has brought to this club, I think um, he gave the board a get-out-of-jail-free card when we had put all our eggs in the Eddie Howe basket, Kev, um, and it basically saved their um, their skins in more ways than one. And in the last two years, you and I, and I think a lot of our conversations prior to that period were around the inability of the board to run this football club. We've barely spoken about it in two years, Kev. He's taken the heat off the board. You know, if you're winning trophies, you're happy with the guy in charge, you're happy with the players on the park, you don't focus on the board as much. There's a, there's a hardcore who do, but but generally speaking, football fans are quite happy if we're winning. Ange Postrecoglu has been that safety net, that safety blanket for the board. But now, it's all eyes back on the board, Kevin, isn't it? Where do we go from here? Come on, wrap it up. It is, Where are we going to go is, from here? As they've got to end their money now. Eh? Mm-hmm. They they put their pound in the fruit machine and they won a jackpot with Postrecoglu. And now they're standing looking at that fruit machine again with all their wages in their pocket going, we need to put our money back in here and like... See what actually happens, eh? It can be it's... for me. It cannot be as you know much of a gamble this time round because because I'll tell you what they they struck rich with Ange. It's got to be a process now. I think a proper process. I don't think the process was done properly the last time round, Kev. We basically thought well, we were going to get Eddie Howe, and that was the focus. As much as the PR machine said it wasn't, that was the focus. You just need to look at the timeline. Who was the gaffer before then? Neil Lennon, who else was considered for that job, Kev? Who else was considered for the Celtic manager's job when Neil Lennon got it? And this is my concern. Well, this is my concern. We were telling Neb, eh? I mean, maybe they can go and find their CVs now, wherever they are, in that that drawer somewhere. Maybe they can... Rafa Benitez, this one. Aye. That one with Benitez. Maybe maybe, maybe we can can go go and find that again, eh? But, aye, we need to... Aye, it's over to you, boys. It's over, it's over to the boys on the board now and go. But I would, you saying that you didn't think they'll take a chance again, eh? I don't think the guy for Bodo Clint's an app as a chance. Well, every manager's a chance. Every single manager's a chance. But there's certain guys that just look like a fit. They need to go and get a fit for where we are as a football club now. And that's what they should be looking at. They shouldn't be looking at name. They shouldn't be looking at status. They should be looking for somebody that's a fit for Celtic Football Club where we are now. Yeah, and and by the way, Newton's name's coming up time and time and time again. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the show. A bit embarrassing going to Japan with Noange and him probably taking the better of the Japanese boys. Um, oh, by the way, you seen the you seen the, the tweet about or or the WhatsApp message about the, the car valleying company. I mean Angie's wife said it's not happening, so it's not gonna happen. And and then before you know it, that, that breathes life into oh Angie's gonna stay. Right. We're being realistic now. There's been um um 
permission given by Celtic for Ange Postecoglou to speak to Tottenham Hotspur. The deal's going to happen now. And it's just a case of arguing the toss over the compensation, Kev. Um, and, and maybe some various other things around players. You know, there is that also that concern, players. Right, if Ange Postecoglou goes to Spurs, they might want to take Hatati and Kyogo. The club have to be quite strong on that, that that can't happen within a period of time. Uh, but the club... If he wants to take both of them, I only reckon one of them would be interested in one of them. I don't think he'd be interested in Kyogo. Which one? Uh, oh, right. You, you I, reckon I, I, I think it would be a yeah. tatty. I think it would be a tatty. Uh, then me just go, well, 30 million then. 30 million. Let's, let's fleece you. Let's fleece yeah. Spurs. Yeah. We're let's in control there. Just, aye, just, pl- just play hardball with them. Eh? But I don't... I'm not too worried about him coming back. Eh... Uh, and my, because I think he knew early on in one of his press conferences, somebody asked, a Scottish journalist asked him about the state of the Scottish League, mm-hmm. says, compared to the Jai League, and he gave a very roundabout answer, as if to say the Scottish League's more physical, the Jai League's more technical. Mm-hmm. And I think when he's gone down there, I don't think we've got any fit player to go, go into that level of the Premier League. I don't think we do. Right. Uh, and that's no, that's no hang with any of players, but I only think one I, I can actually see the development in is probably a tie. I don't think any of them. I, I don't think any of the rest of them are. I'm not too worried about that actually. We um, very soon will be uh, celebrating our sixth birthday, a Celtic state of mind. Uh, every single weekday, weekday we come out at twelve thirty and we cover all the games. Also next season, there's going to be loads more content. Uh, it's going to look a bit different as well because we're going to get out the studio um, and we're going to get on the road and we're going to do all of these things. But if an announcement should happen, Kev, we will, in the studio hopefully, be able to go out um, and do a, a bulletin so that everybody can share their views on it. There seems to be a general acceptance that Angie's on his way. It's very um, sad that it happens so soon after such a big occasion, Kev. Um, but we'll cover every single um, movement, every single kick of the ball, regardless who is the manager of Celtic Football Club. Uh, we are going on the road ourselves. We're going to be on the stage with a, an ex-manager in Gordon Strachan. In a few weeks' time, I'm going to be asking him all about his career, and his, particularly his time at Celtic as well. There's a few tickets left at Barra's Art and Design, so the link is underneath this particular video. If you like what you've uh, seen today and you enjoy what you see, give us a thumbs up on the channel. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe. And also let us know if there's any lurkers in the comment section who have subscribed, Kev, uh, on oh, a Monday hundreds. just to come in. Absolutely and give, us, in the- give us stick because, you know, at the end of the day, Kev, there's no much else for them to talk about, is there? Because Celtic have won everything in the, the domestic game. Um, and there might be a change in management, which is obviously now your obsession. Okay, thanks everybody for getting involved. Well over 2,000 on the live stream. Sorry to cut you off, but it's uh, time up for the Axon Bulletin. And thank you to Kevin Graham for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.